Black Men Cry Too is an invitation for men of color to feel safe to share their truth and unpack their hurt. This space was created for black men to feel empowered and know it's okay that they can cry too. Support for Black Men Cry Too comes from NYC's Heritage of Pride. Thank you so much, NYC Pride, for selecting us for your give back so we can encourage Black men to know that it's okay, that they can cry too. Another dope sponsor we have for this season of Black Men Cry Too is Black-owned Scotch Porter. Fellas, if you want the best products for grooming and wellness, head over to blackmencrytoo.com and follow the affiliate link for special inventory and special discounts. Let's not forget our special partner for this season, Happy Cork, where you can not only get the best wine and spirits, but you can get the best Black-owned wine and spirits with this Black-owned wine and spirits store in the heart of Brooklyn. Head over to happy-cork.com and let them know Black Men Cry Too sent you. Well, guys, thank you for sitting down with me in this special episode of Black Men Cry Too. Mm-hmm. To start it off, we're going to do a nice salute. Oh, well. Cheers. Yeah. These plastic spirit. cups. Yeah, from Happy Court, Black Women Own Wine and Spirit Shop in Brooklyn. You're welcome. Actually, okay, now that's cute. Now that's cute. Now you said that. You thought I was trying to be. Is he getting a still? Yeah. Yeah. Was that you on purpose? Mm-hmm. Rock. Yo, <laughs> Melly, chill. Just, just chill. Just let him do what he does. I didn't know what was going on. It was pretty good. It was good. Try my best. You stay ready. You ain't gotta get ready. That part, mm-hmm. bars. Well, to kick it off, though, mm-hmm. first question I have. What's is, up? How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to stop your question. What no, you it's doing? fine. That's fine. Oh, I gave you the rundown. That's why I normally just jump right into it. No, fine. We we're used to it. But we all get in. Like, we just all jump right in. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I was there. You was there? I witnessed. Which which one? With Mac. You were there with Mac. My hair is a lot. So if you don't know me, know me, you won't, like, I did it. not make the connection. Because mm-hmm. both times I was there, my oh. hair was different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm. you're familiar? Yeah. Oh, so then I can stop acting like I'm a nice guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know I wore white and everything. I was just <laughs> I didn't know this was like a coordination thing. It looked like you guys had planned it, so I wasn't sure. Well, his has cleats or whatever. He also got here are. first, so. Yeah, he's good at that. He tries to show up like he wants to be the guy, so he tries to show up first. Well, yeah. not that Very dick party. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dick hard, very good. Dick hard is very good? Mm-hmm. I would like to think so. Yeah. You guys <laughs> practiced. You, did y'all practice? <laughs> we didn't. No. We've That's really good. Why is everybody talking? Um, is it because it's hot or yeah, is some people lusty? Well, I'm hot. Are you, which kind of hot? I, There's like three different I versions. mean, I like to think I'm always hot, but I'm actually... There's one? Physically. Oh, warm? Physically. Well, warm, yeah, I guess it's warm all Warm kind of takes it a different place. Okay. Yeah. I'm hot. Moist, not wet. I'm hot. Like Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton hot. And on that note, I'm going to throw the first <laughs> yeah. question at y'all. And that's cool. Cool. Paris Hilton. Just understand what I'm saying. That's who he compares himself. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Get, I'm starting. It. Like he said, by the end of the episode, I might be on his side. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be the we're two against one. Yeah, we're here. But with that, if we talk about stereotypes, mm-hmm. there's a stereotype if 
men have a lot of women that they're a hoe, but it's supposed to be. Like men are supposed to have a lot of women and women aren't supposed to have a lot of men or else they're deemed a hoe and then they're not a housewife, all that, et cetera. But for men to have a lot of partners, would you also consider that then to be an addiction? A sexual addiction? Are we asking me? I'm asking both well, of you. Well, I don't think that there's one way to look at any of that. There's several ways to look at all of that. Like a guy could be, like Orlando's been doing for the last year, trying to heal, sucking life energy from people to heal his own shit. Yikes. And what? That's... It's a thing. People do that. Yeah. I think women do it too at uh-huh. a time. You know, people, when when you're going through some shit and you just, a lot of times you, you suck people dry and not like, you know, because <laughs> you know, this is our podcast. It's kind of wild. Um, then when, then there's the trying to learn yourself phase. It has nothing to do with the other personal healing or anything like that. Like, there was a time when I didn't understand women, period. Just didn't understand. And I was doing everything I could, maybe collecting or educating. I don't know. And I, or I was trying to prove something to myself or prove something to my friends. Um, emotional intelligence not being very ramp, running rampant through men, black men, straight black men. You know, just trying to figure that out. Um, not, not knowing what I liked. If you don't have the experience or even to know what you like yourself and you're testing, like, yeah, I didn't like that. She was really cute, but I didn't like that. I didn't enjoy that one. Let me try this one. Mm, not like that. I love the sex, but not like that. And you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Um, comparing it to women, though, that's a whole different thing. I don't know. Well, not more so comparing it to women. It's just the idea of comparing having so many sexual experiences as an addiction or viewing it as an addiction, in a sense. You, it can be an addiction, but I don't think that in the way that you framed it, to me, it's equivalent to an addiction. Sex addiction is a sex addiction. Mm-hmm. That's just male, female. That's mm-hmm. just, we know what that point. is. That's mm-hmm. just sex yeah. addiction. You have to jerk off. You have to fuck. You love porn. You're just doing kind of whatever for sex. That's just, is what it is. Um, but sometimes women can feel like men what operate. What is going? Who added me? And my shit is going the hell off. Did you hear that? Do you hear it? Yeah, I can feel it too. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is a nice podcast. Yeah. I like it here. It's for We're welcoming. Mm-hmm. We're open. Orlando, what do you think? I'm chilling. Um, okay, give me one question at a time. So we're talking Are we about- high? Did y'all spray weed in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so are we talking about the fact that- Could you see it as men looking and seeking to have so many experiences with different mm-hmm. women? More so the, not the fear of commitment in a sense, but mm-hmm. just- being open with having so many sexual partners and having so many sexual experiences, does it not teeter the line of being an addiction in a sense? Um, not necessarily. And I'm actually a person that like has taken the test and passed for sexual addiction. So it's not. Oh, can you tell us more about that? Hmm? You just, he's this guy is such a attention seeker. Oh, he I've just never... picked everything that he knew would get him the highest score for sex addiction. Like he, it was obvious. Did you take the test with him? Yes, I answered 
Truthfully. Truthfully. And he, he's like, the question is like, have you ever swung from your dick from a ceiling? He's like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had sex on the back of an ostrich? Yep. <laughs> he's like, come on, bro. What do you want me to do? <laughs> come on, I've done it. <laughs> and it still came back, no? Yeah, no, it came back, I was, I was um, a Wait, sex I'm addict. 19. Yeah, my 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 I had a twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Actually, was like nineteen, seventeen, nineteen, something like that. Um, but sex addiction is more than just a lot of partners. It's more about like how sex affects you. Like, say for instance, if I don't come within a week, I start getting like headaches, like mood swings. I start getting like some kind of like depression. I start. Um, I can get anxiety attacks. Like, I just came from a trip where I was away for like seven days. I didn't have sex like the whole time. Like, by the sixth day i was like my chest was like pounding like i needed to get back home i came and urgency. took a nap and i felt so much better there's <laughs> an urgency there yeah I, I get that yeah so is is sex addiction is is more than and it's different for everybody but it's a lot more than just a bunch of partners it's, it's really about how sex affects you um so yeah like tahoe said before sex addiction is sex addiction as far as like men being hoes and women being hoes, I feel like that's just societal like standards mm -hmm. that really just need to be like broken down. But the way I've, I personally view it is a, a woman is no more of a hoe than a man is like, and it's, it's not a bad thing. It just is. Now I can understand why people feel away and don't want to be called it, but I just view it as it just is. Um, I'm definitely a hoe. I'm saying here. I like being a hoe, though. I embody it. <laughs> but it's because it's cool for us to be a hoe. It's cool for us to say it. Um, but then when you talk about the double standards, why is it cool for men to say it and be it and live by it, but not okay for women? Which is the original question. Okay, that's the question. Yeah, it was a two-part. I'm sorry. Um, I haven't been alive that long to know. It's because men are corny. Yeah. And we base our... Did We think that our dick is all powerful. It's like, yo, we almost want a woman to only desire us. And mm -hmm. if she desires somebody else, it makes her less worthy. It makes her less like, it, it kind of does something in your ego. For, like, that's why they do body counts when it comes to women. Mm -hmm. You'll never hear a man talk about his body count. Um, you, if they you brag. Do, if you, they do, okay. But in a derogatory, sorry if I just spit on your leg. I did brush my teeth this morning, so it's all right. As long as you're not um, COVID, we're fine. But in a derogatory way, they count bodies on women because it's it kind of lessens her worth to a man. Like she can't be that special if she's had that many guys, hmm. you know. Um, and, and that's the why they want the right. Huh? And then it's the flip for men, where we use it as a way to boost our worth. But do you think you boost your worth with women, or are you boosting your worth amongst other men? Both. With uh, okay, because mm -hmm. no woman wants a man that can't no, get bitches. Wow, no woman wants a man that, that other women don't want. That part, yes, mm -hmm. that way, yes. So it's like it's it's the same thing, and women make horrible choices when it comes to men. Y'all always pick the dude that gets all the women all the time. That's what y'all do, and then y'all complain about it to the guy that gets none that really is in love with you. But then on the flip, on the flip, uh, <laughs> on the flip, why would you mind still entertain it? If you know someone is looking for more and you're looking for one thing, um, across the board. Well, men are conquest. We 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 are predators at heart. If we're talking about just being males, right? 
or male species, we're predators at heart. So us being able to get you is part of the chase. You ever heard of, ch what, is that what you just said? Mm -hmm. Chase. Mm -hmm. A lot of times for me, the chase is way more fun than the catch. A lot of times. Yeah. When I catch you, I'm like, mm, this ain't that dope. I'm good. Yeah. I got it. I right, buy. I've had it. I right, buy. But I will chase you for eight, nine, ten months, a year, two years on your body. When I get you, it's like, all right, you're annoying now. <laughs> this this should be mad facts. <laughs> Is that facts? So now I feel like this is changing a little bit and I'm just like defending the women. Why bother even go through the chase? Like if we weren't, in Ooh, a sense. The ladies? Yes. Uh, I could keep going. <laughs> I mean, you take that direction. But a lot of times, okay, so if we're going to use that example, Safari and Erica Mena, I really hate using this example. Not mm -hmm. a fan of either. It is what it is. But in that situation. I love Safari. I just think he's a dick right now. <laughs> he's a dick right now. But in that situation, that's someone that was chasing for a really long time, caught, and now has a whole family, built a family, said that's what he wanted, and is over it. And that's still detrimental within the black community. I'm not close enough to Safari to know what was going on with that. I but, can tell you what it looks like. You, okay. It looked like he was out here trying to fuck any and everything. Remember, he was on a celebrity uh, yeah. therapy show. He was trying to fuck every single woman on the mm -hmm. show. And I could look at him from afar and be like, yo, it's probably because he was trying to heal from Nikki, mm -hmm. trying to get some self-worth, and he was out here just doing whatever he could. Like I was saying, sucking other people dry. Mm -hmm trying to do whatever he could to get his ego back, to get his masculinity back because he was robbed from him in a place where she was like, you was just carrying my bags. Yeah. Kind of you know, yeah. that had to do something to his psyche. It had to do something to mm -hmm. him, especially in the public light. You got millions of people looking at you like a carrier bag boy, a yeah. bag boy. Mm -hmm. So now you out there trying to, you, you, you showing your dick to everybody. Mm -hmm. you're wearing, you know, you're doing all this, you're trying to come up with raps and you're trying to be that guy to prove to yourself that you have self-worth. Yeah. Hence, and, and that's just it's also shown in the way he was treating women. Then you fool yourself. Have you ever fooled yourself into some shit and you ain't realized later on what you was doing? Orlando spoke about this this week. I'm surprised hey, you don't actually, have more to say about it. Yeah, I actually spoke about um, something very similar. I think the, um, <clears throat> I think I could say me, on, me and Safari were like on similar paths. I think the difference is some Safari was lacking some type of confidence just from the outside looking in. And he's trying to present himself a certain way by doing certain things. Um, Y'all the same nigga. Nah, we totally different. But the thing- Not about in the whack way. That. No, yeah. Y'all both Jamaican, right? Yeah. Okay. I right. am Jamaican also. But with me, actually- <laughs> <So awesome. laughs> Actually am, I actually am very and probably overly confident like in myself. But I was in a space where- I gave myself so I gave so much of myself to someone else that I took time to only think and do for me. So every day I was doing, I was thinking of myself first, but I'm actually a very thoughtful person and I, I like to do for other people. But when I had this moment of just like thinking for me, it became very detrimental to other people because naturally I like to think of and be thoughtful for other people. But when I didn't do that, it's like, that whole part of me like shut down. So it was kind of like unnatural for me in a sense, like go down this path. And in the long run, it did become like somewhat detrimental. So somewhat. that's why I say like, well, somewhat. definitely definite. De somewhat. But that's why I say we were both on similar paths and I can um, understand why, but. 
I also don't think it's a men thing. I think it's it's it happens both with men and women. I think in the black community, maybe it's more it seems more prominent with mm-hmm. men because we're very weak. Mm-hmm. We're really not as strong as it's presented to be. Um, I think masculinity has been miscued to seem that it's 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 a way of strength, and it is a way of strength. But the the things that we deem as strength aren't necessarily as mm, okay what they are, and so there what do you is deem this, as strength. What do I deem as strength? Mm-hmm. Um, as a black man, as a black man, I deem strength, uh, confidence, mm. Um, mm. protection. I love that, and. Um, what was the last one? It's basically in a sense of it's confidence in itself, but it's 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 kind of like the confidence in making your own decision and doing what you want and feeling confident within that decision. Empowering Not just or some shit. Empowerment, like. empowerment within yourself. So when so when I do things like wear a crop top or like really short shorts, it's because I'm so comfortable with myself that I don't care what anybody else thinks. You made and fun that of my itself, shorts all day. I did not make fun of your shorts. All I just day. acknowledged that you were wearing your shorts. I like lover's quarrel. It's kind of cute. Oh, Sorry, yeah. it is. You made fun of my shorts all day yesterday. Did not make fun of you your shorts. You said they were short. I'm, and then my thighs were out. That's not make fun of it. That's an observation. That's literally, that's literally that. You're talking about you like yours out, but I can't wear mine out. I never said you can't wear yours out. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I was just trying to see if okay. <laughs> but but the point of it all is like I'm so like people people have told me I don't I never realized it myself they was like they've never met somebody that sold themselves like them and I view that as masculinity because no matter what anybody else thinks yeah. I don't care because I know who I am and I'm being 100% myself all the time that's as masculine as it gets kind of ties into my next question is what was the pivotal moment, if you can think of one or like several, that made you guys very comfortable in your sexuality? Like, nope, this is who I am. This is what I'm into. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm open about. Mm. It's kind of hard to do as a black man. That's when I realized I had a big dick. That was in like the seventh grade. And so that I was, I wouldn't say I was like the most. <laughs> Imagine I have to deal with this weekly. What's <laughs> wrong? Nothing. Continue, bro. He gives like that big brother energy that's like so disappointed. Like, yeah. this nigga's always on some shit. I thought he was going to do better today. I guess it's tomorrow. We'll try again next week. Maybe I'll just give oh, up. Oh, shit. Imagine dealing with this shit every week. But anyway, um, it, it wasn't, I can't say I, Im- I embodied like who I am. But I was always a little bit more confident than everybody around my age group or anybody around me, even if they were a little bit older than me. And then the older I got, I just became more curious. But I was really, I was confident about what I was curious about. And I wasn't scared to share that I'm okay with, um, of, of uh, discovering like this new curiosity or whatever it may be. But that's what made my confidence grow. It's really a matter of like curiosity and confidence in the same time. I was thinking about your question and I could always lead with the size of my penis too. I think I'm pretty blessed as well, but I don't think that that's what made me comfortable. That made me cocky. Right? No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Right? No pun intended. Because I was always fucking, fucking, fucking and you know, all of that. 
But I don't think that's being comfortable with my sexuality or being ready to explore and all of mm-hmm. that. Because up until I think I met, I had a conversation with Xavier Delu, I still didn't understand sexuality as far as gay, straight, what uh, what was okay for me to be or judging other people on what they did. So now once I had a conversation with him and he said to me something along the lines of, what makes you masculine? Like who taught you masculinity? And I realized that I learned all of these things from people that had never had no lessons, mm. that really had no knowledge of self. And I'm not a 5% or nothing like that, but it's like, what are we scared of? And why are we collectively scared of gay or anything different from us or being a Kanye? Like we all got to be 50 cent. We all got to be guns. And if you do this, I'm going to kill you. And if you... Eh. Right. What is why do we all have to be that way? Why is that like the uniform for black mm-hmm. men? And when we ha- I had that conversation with him, something inside me shattered where it was like, I don't want to be controlled by a narrative that I, de- I just don't even understand nor support because every, everybody has a right to be themselves. Right. It doesn't make you gay. Gay is if you like getting fucked in your ass by a man. If you enjoy it, you desire it, you dream about it, you you know, or like fucking other guys in the ass by a man and you kiss and hold hands and, right? That, you like men. So why am I so scared of exploring with a woman? Why is I'm like both hands on my butthole and know if you do this, it's gay and everything is, and, and gay is uh, pause. Oh, you can't do that. You're straight. You can't do that because that makes you gay. You can't eat a Frank. You're gay. <laughs> Glissies. <laughs> Once I had that moment in life, literally, and I was with this young lady who I'm, I'm still with today and we started exploring. I think the first thing she was like, well, can I eat your butt? And I was like, I mean, if you have to, because I was trying to fight it. Like, yo, I'm not, it, it means nothing. And then once we got there and we was comfortable with that, it was like, well, what else can we do now? Because that was probably the worst thing for straight men, you know, uh, historically. I'm like, fuck it, yo. Let me put this, let me put this double dick on. I'm going to fuck you in your butt and your vagina at the same time. Or I'm going to go to a sex party. Or, yo, I'm going to hire a dom. Or, so it was like once I had that realization with Xavier Delu, it was like, yo, I could do anything the fuck I want. So we're talking about exploration or comfortability. It was me realizing that as a heterosexual man, the only thing that would make me gay is having sex with another man. Exactly. And I wish more men understood that, but that was beautifully said. I do appreciate that. I'm curious though, do you feel like there was, for both of you, like a nuisance for you guys coming to this point? Like when you first stepped into like, no, I'm comfortable with this shit. Like, no, my girl just ate my ass and I'm cool with it. Like it was fine. Like nuisance from? Being judged or being challenged by peers or people that you may have been sharing with. Mm. Like when you were stepping into being open, were you afraid of more so backlash? I mean, I got it. (laughs) I mean, um, yeah, when you're younger, um, when I was more, I could say more so when I was younger, you always like worried about being bullied or teased and stuff like that. But as I got older, I had a realization that society moves on trends and 
no matter what happens, if enough people get to the point where they're okay with it, everybody is going to move with the trend, of course, depending on said trend. Mm -hmm. But, and I started to realize that nobody really embodies like what they, what they want to really actually do themselves. They're just following everybody else. So I was like, I was eating ass before the shit got popular. I was doing the shit as like when I was in high school. Cause I just want, I was just so curious. Like I was talking about curiosity before mm -hmm. that's what drive my sexuality. I was just so curious about it. So when I started realizing that and I was like, why should I wait for everybody else to like something or want to do something? I, so I started doing things when I want to do all my own time. And I was always like ahead of the curve. So, um, You're ahead of the curve. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Really Listen to Heart of Soft podcast. You'll, you'll know what I'm saying. You know, you know where that comes from. Sorry, what was the question again? I almost finished up. What was the question? Um, the nuisance of being open oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. fear of backlash and judgment. Yeah, so it now has gotten to a point where no matter what anybody says, it's like, oh yeah, you think I'm that? Bet. Now I'm going to make sure I mention it all the time. So, you know, sometimes you get weirdos. I'll be like, oh, you know, you're kind of queer. And I'm just like, all right, so well, now I'm queer. Now what? But here we are. I'm a weirdo now. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, that was definitely a straight shot at you. I tried to hold it, but I had to look like. It's fine. As long as you're following. Uh, and then can we make sure that we put in, uh, yeah, we're queer. This is he said in the beginning of the show. I mean, show. he did have it. He did record it. Right. So it's going in. It's going in the episode. Um, Sorry. I will say this. For me, I didn't think that I would. I thought that stri straight men, black men, were the problem. Society is the problem. Mm -hmm. Because heterosexual black women are just as homophobic. I've mm. And also like to put it on you. They, so men, if, if, if we all believe that men do everything for the acceptance of women, we're talking about gold, jewelry, bottles, BMW, Benzes, biggest house, big this, big that, right? All for the acceptance of women. Then what would make you think that when you say, mm, that's gay, or I don't like a guy that does this, or he's funny, I don't know when he dances like that, that's funny, Right? I remember I had sex with this one girl. Before we had sex, we talked about sex. Talked about what we liked and experimentation. And I was like, yo, I'm kind of with whatever. She's like, you, you can put it in there. I don't care. I'm, I'm cool with it. The minute we stop fucking with each other, here she, yeah, you loose booty ass nigga. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Why would a man feel comfortable doing that if you, and you doing that online, right? You doing that online. Then it's me being comfortable with one of my, my homegirls, Hope, um, who's a trans, transgender woman. And I start realizing how much people is coming that transgender woman. So I speak up for them. I speak up for everybody, I believe. But you start getting the comments like, if I say something about a woman or something, yeah, if she was trans, you wouldn't do that. You would be all up the ass. And da -da 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 -da, but you can't do that for, for straight black women. It's like, damn, this is why guys don't say nothing because they don't want to go through this shit. They don't want to be fucking ostracized from the people that they really out here that want, they want to be with. Y'all are the cool. Black women are the cool. Hmm. We don't want to be on the other side of that. You know what I'm saying? So we do what we think is most masculine or most, you know, some of these, uh, any animal species of animals, they get to their mating dance 
they kick their hair up and they strut mad hard, all of that for the attention of the woman to be the best one. What would make you think that we're any different? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was, it was if you're going to say a nuisance, yeah, it was. But at the end of the day, I realized that when we're talking about strength, I, I, I got purpose. I want, I want, I want my funeral to be lit with motherfuckers that said that he gave for us. Do you, know you define saying? strength with purpose? Yeah, that you do. You you defined on a different level for yourself. You don't go by society norms for yourself. You know what I mean, or what everybody else is doing for yourself. I hold myself to a higher standard. You know what I'm saying? I always have. Of course, there are some ways that I've failed, but say if I was in the street, it was always my character. That's all I had. And I look at myself now the same way. So I'm on a mission. I'm on my route. Y'all could be on a different route. That's cool. I'm not judging you, but I'm on my route. You know what I'm saying? That's and it's it like you guys lead the charge too because you're able to give that to someone else that's looking up to y'all or like that's right. still hesitant mm-hmm. to be comfortable or that's to right. come out. Do you also then feel like that's pressure for you guys? Like you always have to be open or receptive to those that may be struggling with trying to become as liberated as you both. Open or receptive how? To somebody that's trying. What do you mean? So let's say there's a guy that's trying to become accepted within himself to be more open with their partner. Like, let me explore in this avenue. Oh, you're, you're asking if we feel the pressure to always be that That person. example. Like, you guys are that example or the go-to. Um, to be honest with you, uh, me personally, no. Because this is how I am. So, like, even before we started recording, like, you, I was like this before we even started recording. So, I was like, no, this is... You. When the podcast starts and we start recording, I don't. there's nothing to change. So, when people are looking for someone to say, like... Yo, Orlando, can you give me some advice on this? Da, 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 da. I don't have to put myself in a kind of mind state because I'm, I'm already there. So, no, I don't feel any pressure. Um, and I, I've actually loved it. I, I, I love helping people. Like I said earlier, I, I love being that person, that kind of person. So I love helping people to the point where now we, have, we even have a group chat with our listeners where it's a bunch of like-minded people. And just to see that there are people, we're in New York City. It's like one of the most diverse places on earth, but you get somebody in like Northern California, a small part, uh, a small town in like Oklahoma, somewhere in Florida, the Midwest, all different types of like black people that don't have somebody that's like-minded in their um, city or town. And then they can connect with us all in this one group chat and like, they wake up early in the morning, like, hey, good morning. Yeah. So I want to ask this question. And then just to have, just to be able to wake up and maybe not even be the person that's part of the conversation, but to read it back and see like, they feel so empowered. That's enough, enough for me. So nah, like I cultivated I, a safe space. Yeah, it, it, it actually drives me, I can say to like, come back every week, like no matter how tired I am, um, how how busy I am to come back and like want to go back and record again one more time for all these people and to like get somebody else to feel more comfortable. It, it, it drives me and it makes me want to keep going. That's why I don't feel any pressure. I will say this to your question. Um, a lot of times I want to be, uh, was it harbinger of light to these conversations? (laughs) 
Yeah. Often though, because of the crowd that I'm around, often I don't show much of my street people or things like that, but I'll hear something like they'll say, pardon me to anybody, don't get offended by this, but just just, you know, yo, that nigga's a mook or some shit. And I'll be like, you know what I mean? Like, but I also realize that you gotta pick who can you really gonna have these conversations with and who you gonna be around and like I'll sometimes I'll do it. Other times I realize they drunk, they ain't gonna, this ain't gonna go the right way. It's all about, it's, it's, but it's dangerous not to. Right. It's dangerous to just allow that situation, right? But it's like, damn, sometimes I fail at, and, and so I take it kind of, pers- I take it kind of personally in myself as a responsibility, but sometimes I fail. Sometimes I just don't feel comfortable myself, like fighting, you know what I mean? This battle all the time and I'll fail. But I f- in my heart, I know I fail. Even if I don't, it's not like a big thing. I'm like, damn, you should have said something. That ain't cool. Or how could you have said something in my head while this whole conversation is going on or whatever? In my head, I'm trying to figure out when, where I could have, you know, affected something there. But mm-hmm. it's not easy, bro. Haters and prejudice and uh, phobias, that shit runs deep, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that shit is not easy to, you know, I'll I'll definitely attack when I can. Where I feel safe or feel comfortable. But sometimes I fail. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question. No, it does. Um, it brings me into the mindset of you can't save everyone. And I hate saying that because it feels like the same thing. Like it's a disappointment to myself that I could have done more. Like I had the potential to do more in this yeah. opportunity, but it also comes to I'm just one person. But it's also, if you're worried about them, guess who they're dangerous to? The person you care about. If you're really trying to protect these people, everybody else, yeah, you you feel comfortable doing, so they're not really the dangerous, dangerous, dangerous ones. Mm -hmm. You don't even feel comfortable talking to them, so imagine when they encounter these people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are the times when you really should be saying something, so that's why I feel something, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's, you know... I think um I think another part of um another answer to that question as far as like feeling like the leaders is that I don't think we necessarily feel like we're leaders in the sense of like we're in front of the pack like there is a crowd in the community and we're just in this community also so one of the great things um also about the Heart of Self podcast is that we're not coming to you as like teachers mm-hmm. or or, or anybody that's like, um, ex- yeah, any experts yeah. in the space where we're speaking as if like, yo, we don't know. We want to learn too. Yeah. Like we're relatable. We're just like everybody else. This is a podcast where you can listen to and be like, yo, I can relate to Tahoe, but Orlando may, may be somebody that um, I can want to be like or or even vice versa. But we want to to be as yeah queer as you. <laughs> but, Adopt a little habit here and yeah. there. <laughs> I can do more of that. Yeah. The less of this. But the point of it is for people to feel like, yo, you got two people that are just like you and are willing to speak up, right? And say like, yo, yeah. I fall short here. I lead here. I'm good in this aspect, but as a man, I may fail in this aspect sexually, and this is how it makes me feel. 
and you guys you, are vulnerable about your sexuality very vulnerable and very transparent and then when you we, we've just cultivated this community like i said where people can feel like they're walking with us and then within while doing that we'll bring on the experts that teach us we're here to listen we're here to we're here to create a safe space for men to be transparent and hear and then once the, the expert is here then the people know where to go to learn from this specific expert bring another some somebody else and learn from there and and we're just taking pieces from like everywhere and just like i said building this community but we're not walking in front of everybody we're walking with everybody i like that do you guys feel like your vulnerability will intimidate or has intimidated people yeah, so I got this co-host right named Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm here, I'm here. I will say this. Um, in the very beginning, um, Tahoe's even admittedly said this, that there was like some pushback like, uh, I don't know. But then... I, have you yourself? seen the pictures that he posted <laughs> this past week? I, I did not see the past week's photo. Let me show you something. <laughs> let's let's and show. And pull up my Instagram. <laughs> Pull up my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when we're talking about a little pushback, let me see if he's. Um... Oh, there it is. Yeah. What is this? Oh, yeah. That one right in the middle. What is this? It's the wig. No, it's the one the under pale it. Pale moonlight. There you go. It's... There I go. What is this? <laughs> it's big, sexy, baby. I that's a good picture. Okay, instead of what is this, where do you see the problem? Or what are your issues with it? Let me see. You're about to be like, what isn't my issue with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really perfect. What isn't my Wait, wait, that, that, those are better. Those six are better. Oh, God. I see the bottom three. Ooh. What is this? So is that the crop top <laughs> that you were speaking about earlier? That's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> what is this? It's what freedom. is this? It, I was about to say that it is looks freedom. Like freedom. Look at the beads. Freedom of what? Expression. But why that expression? Why not that? Why not? That? I don't if that's how he felt it. in that moment, that's the. Look at the joy. Look at the bulge. It's a lot of joy. It's a lot of joy. It's very. But there's joy and freedom. Wait, man, that's the one. That's the one. Expression. <laughs> I can't even look at that one. <laughs> I can't even look at that one. Look, it says BDB University. I mean. Listen, I'm still Look at working. how happy he looks. Uh, we happy. want black men to be happy. Yeah, I'm happy. That what, if that's what makes him happy and everyone else is safe. See, I'm happy right there. See, you can't tell? <laughs> but why did he have to pick his shirt up in the picture? He liked why the way what? I feel like I'm your spokesperson. And this is what I'm trying to understand. What about being happy made him lift up his shirt that way? Wait, wait. You know what's so he funny about this? He had a really good set at the gym and was like... <laughs> Let me show off what I just did at the gym today. You know what's so funny about this? Because this shows the growth of this um, our podcast. No pun intended. Right? You see how he looks and he's standing out, right? X, X that out, right? Go down. Go down to when we first, yeah, when we first came here. Naked pictures. Right. Go back up. <laughs> you see Go him? to that one. I don't know. Right? He's like, wow, he's naked Go again. to the oh, right. He's naked again. <laughs> Look at Tahoe there. That was Tahoe first. Right? Very stoic. And then you, it's very stoic. And then you go up, and what do you get? Standing joking. out, joking around, big smile on his face. So, look, in, look, look at him, look at him, look at him, look at him. He looks happy. I'm sorry, but then to actually be on his side, sorry, it's almost like he's making that come out of you, no pun intended, 
because of wow. the fact I said no pun intended. I said no pun intended. I really that wasn't even on purpose. I promise. Like He's it. allowing your. <laughs> I was like, how can I clean this up? Like He's it. allowing hey. your hey, yo, this yeah, happiness <laughs> to be seen at the forefront. Um, and removing. I will the, say, I will say that having these conversations yeah. for me, um, I don't, I don't respectfully, I don't uh, consider him and I very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, having these com- conversations is like, all right, so if he's here and I'm here, anything that's get- coming from all the way over there is better, right? Like, I don't have to align with him. He can be as free as he wants. He can be, you know, and his, his definition of himself and his life or his route, that's him. Like, we all born from different people. Different walks of life, mm-hmm. different personalities, different moons, fires, suns, water, houses, all of that shit. We all have our own routes, right? You, all I'm saying is all of us heterosexual men ain't got to be stuck all the way over here trying to be the same and scared of any change because we all different. Mm-hmm. Even when I was on the corner with 25 niggas, some, dude, some of them liked a finger in their butt or some of them liked their girl fucking other dudes and watching I, we clowned it, you know, we laugh and they became introverts when it came to certain things because of mm-hmm. it. But that's what they like. They like that. So we don't have to all be the same. Mm-hmm. So being around Orlando helps me realize that. So yeah, I don't have to be a tough guy. I don't have to be like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's suppression instead? Like you're suppressing a part of you to protect yourself from society um, I think that would go back to being young and being hurt and, and being scared because you learn things very early and they become a part of you. Um, easy for me to say whatever I want now. I'm 46 years old. I can say anything, but I'm pretty sure at certain points in my life, I learned to avoid certain things that were could be potentially harmful. It's interesting that you said at 46 years old, if I'm not mistaken, we may be around the same age. Yeah, I'm 30. Okay. Flat. Mm-hmm. 29 okay yeah. being that we're i i don't know if you'd be offended by saying you're the og that's what they say i don't know yeah I, you give og energy if you don't take it as an offense you do give og energy I a, with it. that's definitely og sweats what's that these the sweats yeah <laughs> it's almost like you have a White? flip phone on the side like that's all you need mm. to make <laughs> or the bluetooth, bluetooth. Little, yeah the bluetooth on the, that's all you need <laughs> but it's almost like you paid it back and you're paying it forward. Like, I feel like our generation is paying it forward and you guys are paying it back and we're coming to the middle ground of watching you guys heal and allowing us to be more expressive, which is sort of pulling the- Your generation is kicking ass. That's what it is. Mm, We still got some work to do, but we are changing narratives. And I feel like you guys do a really good job of that and it shows a really good balance. Mm. But how do you guys be comfortable with the fact, like, how did you- start becoming comfortable with Orlando being Orlando. I'll let you know. Well, yeah, when he gets to it. How do you feel yet. comfortable um, an, against an OG and being like, you know what? To, I don't care if this is your way of thinking. This is what we do now. Um, so with that specific question, I still feel that way. Like, 
I, I think how I think and I feel I feel so I'm going by my way. But being being that kind of way and you feel like because you're you're well, all right. Well, being that kind of way for me and I feel like I'm different already. I always just attribute to people just not understanding. But talking to somebody like Tahoe, who's not only more experienced, but um, more aware. I get some kind of accountability from him where he's gotten to the point like, no, stop. I can see where you're bullshitting here and you're just speaking because you're brown, you're used to being around people that you think you're smarter than. This is not an intelligence battle, but this is just being real. And so like within that, I, I've gained so much more experience. So like I've always tell, so I've always said like in, in the beginning of the podcast, like I'm the more open one, but he's the more experienced one, but it's not only meant to be like sexual. It's also meant to be intellectual and mm-hmm. lifestyle and like just in the real. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten to points where um, I've always felt like I don't like being the bad guy. I like to be like, see, I like to act on and come across as like, I'm quote unquote, in the realm of like some sort of perfection. And I've learned that it's okay to be wrong at times. And that actually being wrong will get you further than just sitting there and just trying to do the right things all the time. Trying like, to come off right. Yeah, trying to actually come off right. Yeah, quote unquote. And like even two days ago, um, we were having a conversation and we were just like, yo, it seems like the road to perfection is actually filled with nothing but imperfections. And we learn from them. And and we learn from them. So instead of always just trying to do the right thing, sometimes it's better for me to just be Do your thing. Do my thing. Yeah. And then it, it comes across as so weird because it's like I think because I'm so open and um, I'm so, yeah, I'm just so open that I am being, I am doing the right thing and I am being 100% me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, because like I said before, I like to make please people and make people happy that I think that I'm doing the right thing, but I'm just really just trying to be a pleaser and it's not, it's coming across more damaging than anything. So within Tahoe's experience, I've actually learned so much about being more real than just perceiving to be as real mm. as I am. Mm. I like that. You talk that shit, little nigga. <laughs> talk that shit. I like that shit. Big OG energy. Big OG energy. Do you, okay, so I have a personal question for you. Do you intimidate women that try to date you? Um, I didn't think I did, but I started being told that I am. Um, whether it's like dating or sexually, um, I've gotten the question a good amount of times, like, can you even have normal sex anymore? Mm. It's like, I thought the sex I was having was normal already, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, I've gotten to that point, but at the same time, I, I see it as a blessing because I don't have to waste my time Mm. trying to get to know you or trying to find this like synergy when it was already not there. And that's, I've come to, I've come to be okay with that. And it's fine. So it helped more so than hindered. Yeah. Because now I get to not, for me, time is the one thing I can't get back. I may be able to control a lot of things. It's the one thing I can't have back and I can't control. So I'd rather have my time being wasted on somebody that I feel like I have a better synergy and a better mind state with than somebody that 
I already know like they're just they're just not willing to like get into that space or they're just not there currently. Mm. So makes sense. Yeah. Well, I hate to end this episode because I feel like I've learned a lot from you guys and I'm very appreciative. That That's, this isn't the end. It's not the end. I do have two curveballs <laughs> for y'all. Mm. Yeah. You like the curve? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. I'm starting to feel like he's almost Just a chaperone on, on like on. this. Come on. It's Which camera's on me? Is this one? <laughs> he does this and then I'm going to ask, what would you tell young boys that you wish you were told when you were younger? Mm-hmm. Shit. Well, either one. Good Keep point. Oh, that's a real question? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, Them little niggas in the corner go home and jerk off just like you, bro. <laughs> you ain't got to be scared to be yourself. You ain't got to prove nothing to nobody else on that corner. The more different you are, the more desirable you are, the more, the stronger you get. You ain't got to be like everybody else. Being like everybody else is like, you, like rats. Rats run in packs. Lions walk alone. Lions take care of their family. Lions, like, like, be that, bro. Don't be one of them pack rat ass niggas, yo. That's the worst way. Like, it's the it's scum. It's vermin. It's there's no life there. There's no life there. No, I see. I always say stop being a carbon copy, but I like facts. Rat pack and the lion. Rat pack, well. corny shit. Like, damn, that's, what is that's that? fire. I, I can't even yeah. up that one. Yeah, maybe <laughs> rats running packs, lions walking along. Right, and I can't beat that. Like, like stop being a carbon copy <laughs> like stop being a rat yeah. be a lion yeah. roar bitch <laughs> roar bitch <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> um what would i tell young men um young black men young black men being being the best you is the best you can be I tried to make that sound deep. I, yeah, I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> no, it's good. But it basically it's a good means compliment. it, it basically means that you don't have to be the next person. You don't have to be even who you look up to. You want to practice on being the best you. You can never be anybody else. It's never gonna happen. Did you but, pull that hair out of that hat? Yeah. Out of the front? Yeah. Like you I look like Ash Ketchum, right? It was you know, I'm just like, he really pulled that shit out. <laughs> you didn't just put the hat on. No, I pulled the hair out. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad, y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but it basically means like just be the best you can be because that's what's going to take you the furthest. That's what's going to open up doors for you. That's what's going to make you meet the right people that need to be in your life. Mm, um, funny enough, that's how I actually came across mm. and met Tahoe to where we are with Heart or Soft. I was a guest on, I was a part of um, So Shameless, was a guest on So Shameless. I was just talking, opening up, being as transparent as I can be. He saw that within me and was just like, yo, we should really start something um, together. That's exactly what happened. As black men. And he's probably trying to conform the whole time, trying to be like, you know, just pool, be cool, be in the crew, you know, fit in the group chat. Not trying to stir the pot too much. And then the minute he did, I was like, oh, there's value there. Mm-hmm. You're different than everybody else. Let's, you know, put you on somewhere. Isn't it almost like making sure everyone else is comfortable? Like trying not to make other people uncomfortable with <laughs> you? So it's actually funny because literally our most recent episode, we were talking about how to make 
myself feel comfortable i make people feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable. and it's not directly like i make people feel uncomfortable but i know people feel uncomfortable with like uncomfortable conversations taboo mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. and i was actually saying that i'm a very shy person that's why i don't approach women and talk to women he was like what that makes no sense you're the person that walks in and talk about hey my dick is here like that and i was like no i just like to have a conversation that's uncomfortable because it's I'm comfortable in that conversation, but if everybody else is comfortable, then I feel better. Not everybody else is under that spotlight of uncomfortability in some type of way. Mm-hmm. So I, I, just to put some context to your, um, to your question, that's what makes uh, me feel a bit more comfortable. I like that. In the discomfort. I like that. I always say that. It's time to get comfortable with uncomfortable conversations. Hence, Black Men Cry Too. And my favorite wrap-up question... Whoever wants to go first, maybe you because you work in music also or write for music. You write for music. I write. No, well, music. Blog. I don't. Uh, so okay. what I do is I actually do music interviews. Um, I don't necessarily do it because I'm like really into music. I just do it because I want to get different information from music. You want to meet rappers. Meet Chinsia. Mm, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. What would oh. be your three songs that you listen to to get you in or out of any mood? Um, any mood. It doesn't have to be a specific mood. Um, fuck. I just had the song. Um, I miss you by um Teddy Pendergrass. Okay. Mm. Um, Street Lights by Kanye. Oh, that's cool. And. Either We All Try or Swim Good by Frank Ocean. You moving. I see it. I those see are good. It. And those were off the dome. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. You mean, I'm, I don't can't remember nothing. I would just say anything by Drake, Giveon, or Rihanna Anti album. What's your favorite one off of Rihanna Anti? Um, higher. Okay. Doom. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Giveon? Oh, that's gonna be tough. Um, cause the whole album is a vibe. Well, this it's like you know what I mean. Yeah. It's one continuous vibe. I yeah. can't. I'm not gonna pick one out of it. I think it'll ruin the mm-hmm. the, the way it flows. Is it one of those albums where you f- you can't pinpoint like which one song starts and when it ends? Um, you're just like chilling so much and you just forget like. Yeah, because okay. there are so many different vibes mm-hmm. like to it though that it's perfection. Give Drake gave me what I got from from Drake like the first I mean Giveon gave me what I got from Drake the first time I listened to So Far Gone in a way that it was just so different than everything else everybody else was doing it was just like what is this it's like a story yeah I was like literally just stunned it took me a minute to even be able to comprehend because I would hear his music on other um, playlists or whatever but that song like that song is crazy you know, and you got other people that's really nice and everything, but that song's crazy. So when I went and listened to the music, it just, and it's so soothing for me. But I'll listen to it while I'm cooking. I'll listen to it when I'm mopping. I'll listen to it when I'm in my bag, in my feelings. I, you know, it doesn't matter. I could be, you know, anytime. Um, and that anti-album, it, it's got to be as, as heavily celebrated as it is, it's got to be one of the, most underrated albums ever for me. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is just flawless. When I talk about putting together different vibes, like yo, even the songs that people hate, I love. Mm-hmm. 
just because of what it adds to that album. Rihanna deserves like a thousand Grammys for that. And I ain't mad if she don't come back because how do you she beat not. that? How do you beat that? She's not. She just, told you? I mean, yeah. We just mm. tried yesterday. Mm. So ASAP <laughs> Rocky's not the, not the look I was going for with her. I was surprised at that, but I'm not mad at that, to be honest. And it's a New York nigga, so. She can enjoy her life as much as she wants. Do you, boo. Just wasn't too into it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for sitting down with me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Of course. And as always, you can follow us at Black Men Cry 2, and that's 2 O's. That fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And that's a wrap. <laughs>